We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. It's Christmas time on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. And a very good evening and Happy New Year. Welcome to Friday Talk Sport here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Until 7 o'clock and we'll cast an eye back on the year that was 2020 in sport. Hope you can stay, uh, stick with us for that. Our taxback.com text line is 086 353 7782. So if you, if you have a view on the year that was 2020 or this evening's Premier League games, we'd love to hear from you. festive period is also a very busy time in the racing world and they were racing in Tremor this afternoon so a happy new year to Burr Scott Burr a very good evening to you thank you Liam and a happy new year to all of you there as well yes the racing was in Tremor today Liam and they started at 12.20 it was the first race was won by number 11 Mr. Coldstone 8 to 1 second was number 5 not available 9 to 4 on favours, and third was number 1, insignia of rank at 14 to 1. The 12.62, the winner here was number 1, Shaky Try, 7 to 2 favours. Second was number 13, Cool Arcade at 7 to 1, and third was number 12, do you think so, at 20 to 1. 127, number 2, Manila Escape, 2 to 1. Second, number 5, Gorky Dairy, 5 to 4 favours. And third number one, the getaway star at three to one. Two oh two went to number three, less of the negativity ten to one. Second was number one, Saturn Sun, six to one, and third number seven, Siberian Star at five to one. The big race of the day, of course, to two thirty seven. Uh, for the third year in the, in a row this was won by number one, Al Boom Porta, the nine to two on favour, who be favour companion number two. Acapella Bourgeau, 13 to 2. Um, album 4, of course, heading for a tilt of a hat trick at the Cheltenham Gold Cup, has used this race for the last couple of seasons as well, so hopefully he's on the right road. The 310 went to number 1. It's a long, long road, 7 to 2. Second, number 8, Hell on Earth, 8 to 1. And third was number 6, Bavori Lodget, at 3 to 1 favourite. And finally, the 340 lane went to number 8. Who you kidding? 14 to 1. Second was number 14. Turned down the volume, 25 to 1. And third home was number 12. Flint Francini at 9 to 1. Okay, Burr. And uh, a fantastic week for Willie Mullins, uh, capped off in Tremor today. Exactly, Liam. A brilliant week in, in Leverson. We, we, did, we did mention last that would. Uh, Nicky on the sports show <laughs> William Mullins usually hits form this time of the year anyone mm. that took that advice would certainly be in the readies as the fellow said mm. after the week's business so he looks he had a brilliant week I think it was highlighted by the winner of shall I mention Sharjah <laughs> the real Sharjah mm. that uh, won the, the big hurl there on uh, Tuesday I couldn't remember what day it was but anyway he won it for the third year running ridden by his son Patrick 
and it was an absolutely brilliant win, but a, a, a great week for the Mullinses, and again, doing the business in Samoa this afternoon. How many times has Sharjah been mentioned on our programmes, Bear? Oh, I'd say we had a penny for <laughs> and, We'd have a lot of money. Yeah, and we should also give credit to Darrell O'Keefe. He had a great week as well, the jockey. What's that, Liam? Darrell O'Keefe, the jockey. He had a superb oh, week as well. That's right. Had a brilliant week. It was, it was, uh, the fellow says, a, a Christmas to remember. Mm, most certainly and uh, a challenging year Burr in racing as with, as with along with all the other sports we can think of um, how is it shaping up going into 2021 is racing in a strong position but sure look it's a good man that could tell you racing is in a good position if, if, if things are going to you know come back to some sort of normal life we, we don't know we still have to hang on for a while I think we're going through a kind of a worrying period at present even though there's vaccines mm. Uh, appearing on the horizon I still think we have a few hills to climb yet and hopefully racing will be one of the sports that will be up there and running when we do get uh, to get to go ahead as most certainly well Bert we wish you a very happy new year and no doubt you'll be across our sports programs over the course of the weekend thanks for taking the call and, and, and the same to all our listeners there Liam absolutely Bert take care thanks a lot thanks Liam that Bye. was Bert Scott with the racing results from Tremor this afternoon uh, Nicky Brennan happy new year to you and the same to you Liam um, just a word on Willie Mullins and uh, it's one it's a bone of contention a lot of Carlow people tried to claim him don't they down that neck of the woods. Yeah, they do. Well, we like to give some his own. When it says uh, when it says Gors Bridges in Gors Bridges in County Kilkenny, now he's he's um, placed in Close Sutton. I actually don't know now. You probably needed to ask Bear that. Where yeah. precisely is that located? Is it located mm-hmm. on the Kilkenny side of the border? But look, one way or the other, he uh, uh, they, they did. A lot of people reckoned there was going to be the demise of uh, Willie Mullins when. Um, Gordon Elliott got going really strong up the country. He had mm-hmm. all the the. Um, the horses from uh, the Ryanair man and uh, but certainly now that seems to be tapering off a bit so while Gordon Ellis is still a very competitive one Billy Mullins just seems to be able to pull out new horses and you'd want somebody you know better equipped than me the likes of Bear or Jim Cashin to be talking about uh, about his journey but certainly uh, anywhere you saw us I, I saw a report written I think it was Michael Michael Verney your pal in yeah. the son uh, in the Irish Independent he was saying he was drawing stuff out to the boot of his car for about half an hour he said he's going to have to extend the the uh, the, the sitting room in uh, Clos Sutton to, to put up all the trophies I imagine they, they're, they're probably not perpetual trophies either so they're uh, probably ones he can keep so uh, yeah he's going to have to build out an extension if he keeps winning yeah, um, just uh, one game underway in the Premier League, nil-nil between Everton and West Ham. They're just coming up on half-time, just the one shot on target in this one, so a bit of a surprise. Many people thought there'd be plenty of goals to shout about this one. Uh, Sean Edile from Freebooters will join us a little later in the programme to cast his eye over the Premier League action. One further game to come at 8 o'clock, it's Manchester United against Aston Villa. Now, um, and on that game, actually, Everton-West yeah. Ham... Um, the, the Irish goalkeeper Darren Randolph Darren Randolph is getting his first game in just just under a year yeah. so uh, he he won't be the the, the, the goalie for Bianski mm. the goalie got injured in the warm up so uh, what does it say about Irish football that our first choice isn't playing for his club yeah it's a bit tricky it's a mm. bit tricky and uh, I have a feeling now if your man I mean your man Kelleher at Liverpool I'd say was catching the eye of uh, Stephen Kenny and uh, if you're not playing regularly you know he's only got four cup games either uh, during the course of the year so he's playing reserves the whole time so with all due respect to any reserve teams uh, the same pressure is not on yeah most certainly Nicky right um, fantastic year for Kilkenny Camogie and Lucinda Gann joined Kieran Nari on the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games earlier this month to uh, round up a fantastic day as All-Ireland victory came back to the Marble City 
captain in Dixborough to their first senior county final and now to lift your Duffy Cup it's, it must be what dreams are made of yeah it is a dream come true like you know the Dixborough club has just been so supportive um, you know Donald Carl did magnificent coming in there his first year and you know achieving the, the, the Dixborough first county final um, like I'm just so grateful you know that I got the opportunity uh, to be captain and be part of such a great team um, yeah just I didn't even expect you know to be back in at county level um, you know I suppose a lot of years pass and you're you know you're away and you're just living a different life and you don't kind of imagine you'll be back there again it just brings memories back from I suppose when I was underage or hurling and uh, you kind of think that, you know, that part of your life is kind of gone and, you know, it's just great to be back in there and there's a great social aspect as well, you know, you just meet so many new people and uh, just to be reconnected, I suppose, with the, the Kilkenny girls that I was there with years ago, it's just uh, like hard to imagine, you know, you're kind of back in there again after all these years. Uh, uh, Lucinda Patrese here. Um, yeah, you, you you took a kind of a scenic route to yesterday because um, you captained the Kilkenny minor team to an All Ireland victory, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, God, a long time ago. Uh, now, yeah, I think it was the first time, and that's right. They'd won it in fourteen years or something, so it was a massive, like massive thing for us back then. And um, like, remember, we had the homecoming as well, and yeah, it was just. Like I suppose Anne Dalton and Denise Gowell and all the girl, a lot of them were part of that as well. Um, and you know we we did have a great team. Like we we won a lot underage between under fourteen with Kilkenny, under sixteen, under eighteen, and the yeah. intermediate as well. We and then I suppose it came to a bit of a standstill. That standstill for the seniors for a few years and like you know great achievement then two thousand sixteen and. Um, you know, mm. it's just great to kind of get back there again this year now. You, you were playing ladies football and a bit of camogie over in Wales, I think. Yeah, I, I played football. I suppose, you know, camogie is the main, the main thing to go for here in Kilkenny, but I, I would have played now when I was back here as well. We were in a, we were a junior All-Ireland. We won that in 2005. Um, so, like, that was... So look, yeah, I played a bit of Gaelic football as well, and when I was in Cardiff that fall, there was no camogie there, so I just needed to get involved in something, and uh, yeah, like there's St. Comic Hills uh, football over there for men and women, and um, that was great as well, you know, it's just not the same as kind of back in Ireland, you know, it's like the, the level and the competitiveness and yeah, it is obviously better, but, uh, you know, it's hard to get games when you're in, in Cardiff, you're kind of going to, ma you know, like, the, there's not many close teams yeah. here, you know, you're going to maybe travel three hours away to play a game, and you don't get to play as often, but look, it was still nice to be part of. Yeah, and then the social know, aspect was good. Yeah, yeah, again, you know, you're in, you're in a new place, you don't really know anybody, um, then you know when you join a club like that you're just meeting loads of uh, Irish people again and uh, yeah it's just mad like 
and it just uh, kind of connects you together again. Yeah, coming back now and reaching the level you've reached again, that was, uh, it took a fair bit of going because, uh, you know, being, being out at top level, if you like, for six or seven years and coming back mm-hmm. and uh, being, uh, getting back in at the very top level, which you are now. Yeah, I suppose I went away when I was about 21 and then, sure, I was 29 then when I came back to Ireland and, yeah, like, my two brothers were kind of like, you should join a team and I was living in Kilkenny and, you know, Dixborough was the closest club to me. So, uh, look, God, I haven't looked back and I've no regrets. It's the best thing I've ever done. And, um, yeah, you just kind of do doubt yourself going back, you know, are you just going to be not able to hit the ball like you know where oh it, it was just you know I was really nervous kind of going back for the first time but um you know they're just a great club and really encouraging and they make you kind of believe that you know that they're just so encouraging it's being a brilliant club like Okay, that's brilliant, Lucinda. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. It's great for you to give time to have an interview with you, and it's great to catch up with you. So, um, thanks very thanks. much. I just, I'd like to just say again, like a massive thanks to the people of Kilkenny, like the supporters. It has been so overwhelming. I just can't thank everyone enough, and you know the girls feel the same. Um, we're just so lucky to have everyone behind us. Um, I'd also like to thank Kilkenny Mental Health Services. The management that were involved and my colleague nurses they've been so great all year just you know helping me get to trainings like the hours are long in nursing but they've you know they've totally supported me throughout the year and made it possible for me to you know commit to this level as well Kenny Camogie captain there, Lucinda Catton talking to Kieran Nari on the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games earlier this month. Jim Rohn's been in touch on our taxback.com text line 086 353 to wish us a very happy new year and many happy returns to you, Jim. Thanks very much for your support over the last 12 months and beyond. We'll take a break and when we come back, we'll be talking soccer with Shawnee Dyle and uh, we'll hear from Billy Drennan and Noel Dowling, who had a fantastic year in handball. Stick with us. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. As we turn to soccer, one game already being played at the moment at Goodison Park. It's scoreless between Everton and West Ham. And to look to ahead to all the weekend's action, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by freebooters Shawnee Dial. Shawnee, a very happy new year to you. And same to you. How are things? Not too bad. Uh, plenty of soccer going on over the past couple of weeks, as always, in the festive period. Um, I've seen a couple of people saying maybe the standard dips at this time of the year. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I suppose you look at, I suppose most people are looking at Liverpool, the two games again, two teams down the lower end and they dropped four points and, you know, they look a little bit uh, off it at the moment, but I, I think a lot of games have been good standard, it's just getting used to, I suppose, without the fans again, mm. so, you know, some of the good fans in and now they're back to square one. Mm, definitely and I'm sure the game that uh, carries most importance for you is the old firm tomorrow um, yeah. I would argue it's probably the biggest old firm in the best part of a decade yeah it's probably it's a long time since I remember Celtic going in as underdogs um, but since the last time I spoke to you after picking up a bit of form mm. since uh, the big run in the I know they were gone out of the Europa League but he changed it in Colo and Cornville and Griffiths and they've seen to but they're still a bit shaky at the back. Um, but look, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, they can't lose. Mm. That's the main thing. If they draw, it's as it is. There's plenty of games left. But if they lose, 
it'll put fierce pressure on him. Yeah, and a win for Celtic is also important because, you know, it's been quite a while since Rangers have been in a, a real title race, so it'll really test them uh, a defeat at the weekend and put the pressure on Stephen Gerrard. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, if Celtic win, um, they have three games in hand, and with the form they're in, if they win, coming back after the winter break, they could be possibly down to a four-point title race from 16. You know, it's a massive, massive game hmm. for Rangers, but for Celtic, if they win it, it they're going to Dubai the week after for a week warm weather trend they'd come back and like last year they, like this time last year they lost the old firm um, quite tamely 2-0 but went to Dubai and came back and then turned it around at 16.3 and, and pulled away so I'd be hoping <laughs> that's the same thing depends on who he plays at the back that's the only concern I have with Julian looking like a bad injury against under United on Saturday um, if we go further south into England and the Premier League um, big night for Manchester United this evening talk of them being in a title race what do you think? Yeah they, um, when I spoke to you remember a few weeks ago we were saying United were they'd win one and, and regress then you know yeah. they'd lose mm. a couple but they seem to be not playing great but getting results but it's a sticky one tonight Villa on a bit of a run um, playing well defensively very solid but I think Solskjaer now, I wouldn't have been his biggest fan, and I'm not a Man United fan, but they're, they're definitely definitely in a title race. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, but this is a real, real test, because the likes of Jack Grealish and Ollie Watkins, um, the, there's a lot of talent in that Villa team, and I don't think Old Trafford is the same fear factor it once had. No, um, especially empty. Um, I mean, Dean Smith has done a great job in the last few weeks. He's, he's really turned Villa around. Um, they have, I think... John McGinn coming back is after really, really um, helping them settle down. A player Celtic had signed last year and then wouldn't come up with the extra couple of hundred thousand. And it's looking like a bad piece of business now. But he's really after settling in at Villa and makes them really, really solid. Hmm. And a United win tonight, if we go further on to Monday yeah. night in Southampton, Liverpool. How much of a bearing will tonight's result have on Liverpool? Is well, it too early for any of that kind of... Yeah, I think it is. But for United, if they won and went top of the table with a game in hand, it could only do them good for their confidence. Um, I don't think Klopp will panic. Um, Alicante came on the other night, and I know they drew, but for the 10 minutes he was on, he was absolutely superb. Hmm. Um, it seems to be a bit off at Liverpool with Salah and the rumours about Madrid and these... Uh, there just seems to be something missing from him. The last few games, just myself looking at him, seeing their form, I don't know. Jota's lost a big thing for Liverpool, believe it, more than Van Dijk at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, if we look at the likes of Chelsea and Spurs, they're, they're, they're one week they can be superb and the next week yeah. they can be very, very poor. And um, From a Chelsea point of view, Timo Werner, he, he came in with a big price tag and you know plenty of people were dying to see what he would be like in a yeah. Chelsea shirt and he's disappointing in front of goal. Yeah, for for the price tag, and he's, and he's, um, everyone was talking about. For me personally, he misses too many chances. Mm. Um, I just looked; they showed a clip of him there last week or the week before. I mean, some of the chances he's missing, like Rashford wouldn't miss him, or or Mane or Sané wouldn't miss him. You know, so. But then again, it is hard coming into a new league, settling straight away. Um, I just very disappointed in Chelsea. Two hundred million spent and. I just read the paper there that he's thinking of signing the AC Milan keeper on a free in January. Mm. Um, for all I mean, the, as, uh, the yeah. keeper. Mm. 
that you know, it, but it seems a bit mad, doesn't it? Yeah, Harvard is very good, but Havertz as well hasn't hit the ground running. Giroud mm. uh, is 32 now, and he wanted to go, but they kept him. Chelsea uh, have been a big letdown. I'm not saying they're over, but been a big letdown. And Spurs, sir, I I thought they were very good against Liverpool, even though they lost. But they seem to have dropped off the pace really, really in the last few weeks. Yeah, why is that? Because when, when we last spoke, we were admiring how Jose yeah. set up the team, and albeit it's negative enough, but it, it, yeah. it's won him titles in the past. Why is it backfiring on him? Backfiring you on know, him? I, 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 I head at because they have no injuries as such. They're not missing Kane or Son or, oh, excuse me, any of these the bigger players. It just seems to be the Jose way. It's the negativity, I think, that the way the team is playing and the players are drained from it. Because the way he plays, it's very hard, a lot of work in it. I know they're professional and they should be able but it's a lot of work week after week and then just to play like get one and defend for the 90 minutes you know I, I, it's just the Jones away they just seem to drop off all the time and Leeds at the weekend would you imagine Leeds will maybe dominate the possession and Spurs will invite pressure <laughs> Leeds is a mad one eh? when you <laughs> see them against United they were brilliant against United they beat 6-2 yeah. Um, and then they go along and beat West Brom 5 you don't know what you're going to get from Leeds week after week mm. he just plays his own way there's no manual with him no coaching courses he just does what he likes doing I think and a group to watch but I think they'll be safe but I think Spurs could be yeah yeah, they, they won't be boring anyway, Sean. No, but that, that's <laughs> won't anyway, no. Not a hope. And lastly, if we go down to the bottom end of the table and the relegation yeah. battle, I think we could safely say Sheffield United are gone, but Fulham, Brighton, perhaps Burnley, and if you're being cheeky, Arsenal, but you'd imagine they'll get out of it, are all in that battle down there. Yeah, um, Burnley got taken over uh, the day before yesterday, I think it was signed yeah. off. So that might give Dice a bit of money to spend. It could also uh, cause problems. It could cause problems because when you start bringing in an upset and there's no guarantee this new crowd will want him as the manager. Mm. You know, when these consortiums take over they have their own ideas. Sheffield United, I think the second year is after killing them. They were so good last year and now they can't just buy a win. No matter what, they can't. I and think they're not they're playing gone. that badly, Shawnee. No, no, they're playing really well. It's just not what, was, what, they were, what was happening for them last year is not happening this year. Mm where they were even getting a draw when they were, you know, getting back to get a draw. And McBurney is not going to score 20 goals and either is McGoldrick in fairness. Spent a lot of money on Brewster and it's, it's not producing at the moment. The other one, I, I, I think Brighton will go on myself um, same, for the same reason. They're mm. not scoring. Mm, they yeah. don't score enough goals to, to stay up. That's, that's the only thing. I think Fulham might get out of it. Yeah, they've They're, shown great improvement. Yeah, um, Man's a good manager. Um, they will have money to spend. Brighton, I don't know. I think it's Brighton and Fulham for me this year. Yeah. Or Brighton and, and Sheffield United. Mm, because Brighton seem to be a team where if if things go their way in an, in an attacking sense, they can beat anybody. But that's really all they can bring to the party. Yeah. And, and once they concede, um, you, you can see them losing, if you know what I mean, even though they're playing really well. Yeah. Mm. Give away a goal, they seem to just not be able to get out of the hole. Same with Sheffield United. I watched them the other night. They were they played really well, but once the other team scored, I can't remember who beat one nil the other night. But once they scored, they just dropped off, and and it's very hard at the bottom of the table. I could imagine week in, week out, and you're losing, and you just can't seem to to buy a goal or get over it. You know, it must be tough for them. Yeah, and I'll take it. You've given us your relegation three there, and I yeah. take it you think Liverpool will win it. Who misses out on the Champions League? 
a tough one. Um, I mean, Liverpool have a massive game against Southampton, who are one of the great teams in, in the division and playing really well. I still think Liverpool, it'll depend on if he buys a defender. Mackett's um, just too injury prone at the moment. Hmm. Um, will he bring in someone? We don't know. He, he's, he might. Um, but I think they'll win it. I think United and uh, the other two for Champions League. Well, Man City, like we haven't even mentioned Man City. Um, they're eventually going to hit farm and get a bit of a run together. So you'd imagine they'll be in the, the other one is up for grabs, I think, uh, the fourth spot. Yeah, too early to say. Too early. I think Man United have improved enough to to be in the top four. Liverpool, City and one of the other two or three that are in around there. Right, John. It's going to be entertaining, Shawnee. Um, yeah, plenty of it to come yeah. now, hopefully. Very much so. Well, we wish you a happy new year, Shawnee, and no doubt we'll be talking to you plenty of times over in 2021. Thanks for taking the call. Well, thanks very much. Happy no new year. Same to you. That's Shawnee Dyle from Freebooters there, casting his eye over the Premier League. Um, switching sports once again, a fabulous year for Billy Drennan and Noel Dowling, of course, the Drennans of Galmai. Uh, they were playing handball back in October, and uh, Nikki spoke to them. So let's hear how they, what they had to say. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Well, yesterday in Crinkle in County Offaly, a well-known hurler Billy Drennan and now a very famous handballer won the All-Ireland Minor A handball title yesterday against Rory Grace from Tipperary, 21-12, 21-5. First of all, Billy, congratulations. A wonderful achievement. Thanks very much, Nicky. Yeah, brilliant. Tell us about the game because looking at that, while you got a, a difficult, maybe enough game in the first the first game, you obviously clinched it with a comfort win in the second game. Talk me through how the, how the whole contest went. First game, yeah, it took me a while to get going, but once I I found my way around the court then I was able to pick off the shots that I wanted to do able to kill the ball with my left hand that's what I wanted to get off with my first time in the court during since lockdown really um, the, all the courts were closed due to COVID and the only bit of practice I got to do was I went down to the bus alley and hit a few shots around with my uh, younger brother my god and that was amazing of course but I suppose the uh, the chap you played against Rory Grace was he in some of the similar board? I was sure he was uh, probably going to court somewhere in Cornhown or somewhere Sure yeah, but I think you had you were ambitious to win this. I suppose the biggest challenge for you was going to be the overlap with the hurling and, and how awkward that might be. I was yeah, hurling three nights a week with minors and it was nice to get in handball whenever I could. Like keeps my hand coordination and everything. Like see with the hurling now, the rest are blowing for throwing and just you know the handballers on the field like they're giving proper hand passes now. And you've found that being a big help to your game, both in the CBS and Galway and with Kenny Miners over the years. You found the handball very good from that perspective. Oh, it is, yeah. It keeps me fit, like, during the winter and everything. When I know you're doing running during the, during the winter and everything, but the handball is great to get away from the hurling and just go out and play a single day to go out and win stuff on my own. Great, and it's a great honour for Galmai. Galmai is a small rural parish, they won't mind me saying that. They're very proud people up there, and rightly so. It's a great shot for the whole um, handball and the GF fraternity up there. And uh, you must be really delighted for them as much as yourself and your own family. Uh, sure, it's brilliant, Charles, for Galmai. We're only 40 by 20 club as well, and so I have to go into a member of Talbot's Inks court as well and of course as I said the minor because I think you you played a bit of the match on Friday night a match in Thurles and you know so you were t- training inside in Cairns this morning so it's all flat out at the moment now because the minor hurling is uh, is the inter-county scene has taken off oh yeah sure you have to say go on sure it's great to be back playing playing sport yeah playing our hurling three nights a week three practice matches coming up with uh, hurling and great to keep the handball going as well like 
Absolutely. And I suppose, Billy, now that you've won minor, I mean, notwithstanding the, that hurling is also a great love of yours, I'm sure you'd love to go farther in handball as well and move up the ranks and someday maybe play in a senior final and win it. I'm sure that's in your in your hopes anyway. I always uh, love to uh, get into college and go on trips to America to get, get great opportunity over there and get the gear and everything like and just meet new people as well like. Well, absolutely. Unfortunately, with COVID, there won't be much travelling there because I travelled to the World Handball Championships in Canada on one occasion and it's a, it's a great... You're meeting against... You're meeting top-class players from around the world and that can only better your game. Uh, I went to the World Handball Championships in Canada too and it was uh, just a great experience to go over and play people from different countries, like, but probably one of the strongest countries for playing handball. And did, I went over there. Yeah. Did you ever feel at any stage yesterday, were you worried at any stage during the match against Rory Grace? Did you feel you were always in control of it? Well, I got, went ahead really and... And, uh, came back with me then 12 balls um, but then I found the right serve I wanted to do and went up 15-12 and just chilled out the game then uh, pulling off the shots I wanted to do and then I just got a good start in the second game and kind of kind of put his head down and I knew then that I was able to stay going Sure. Well, look, Billy, lovely talking to you this evening. Congratulations to you and, of course, your whole family there in Galmider, steeped in handball on the GA. What they do in that area is just fantastic. Congratulations, Billy, from all of us here, and well done. And we'll be, the next time we'll be seeing you, you'll have a black and amber on you, jersey on you, out in the Hurling Field. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thanks very much. Good Steve. luck, Billy. Take care. Bye. Bye. Lovely talking to you. Bye. Well, yesterday was a historic day for Kilkenny handball because Noel Dowling from Motel became the first Kilkenny woman to win an All Ireland title, winning the ladies' minor softball singles, defeating Clare's Chloe Philpot 21 11, 21 12 in the final at Crinkle. Noel, congratulations. A fantastic achievement for you and your family and for Motel. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you. I would I would know Motel extremely well, as your as your dad would know, and you're just a couple of fields away from where I live myself. You must be very proud what you've achieved for you and your family, and for what is a small club. Yeah, it is a small rural club now. There won't be much playing. And yeah, it was a great achievement to have won the All-Ireland now and to become the first Kilkenny girl to win that. Talk to me about the final itself against Chloe Philpott. I'm sure you've played one another before. 21-11, 21-12 would indicate that you were kind of in charge of the game there from start to finish. Was that how it was? Uh, yeah, it was. We played each other a good few times before and it's always been a close match. So uh, going in, I knew it was going to be tough, but I just said to myself, I need to start straight away and go ahead as quickly as I can. And I, that's what happened. And then she, start, well, she started coming back to me then, but I just kept going ahead and I got away just at the right time. And have you put a lot of practice in now or have you been confined? Was it difficult because of COVID to get into alleys? Uh, yeah, it was difficult. The alleys were only opened about a few weeks ago prior to the... All Ireland, so it's hard to get in and I'm doing the leaving start myself so I need to prioritise my time well to fit in my study with my exercise as well. Of course and I'm aware you're going to the presentation in Kilkenny and I do hope that everybody in there gives you a proper welcome tomorrow now, an All-Ireland champion walking in through the gate. I hope that's recognised. Yeah, I hope so as well. <laughs> well, 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 we'll pass on the word. We have contacts. We have contacts in there that we make sure that was happening. Uh, preparing for this, who along the way has been the big inspiration to you to play handball? Because ladies haven't been playing at that level for, for all that long and it's brilliant that you're now able to emulate and I was just been on the phone with Billy Drennan who won the, the minor on the boys' side yesterday. A brilliant minor double for you. Who 
who's been your inspiration along the way? Yeah, well, my dad's been my trainer for since I was about five or six years old, so he's always helped me along the way. And my brothers, Mark and Robert, my two older brothers, used to come in and train me the whole time. They've really been a big help for me. Well, there's a there's a certain gentleman we have here on the radio all the time talking about handball called Kieran Nairi. And Kieran says to me that Noel Dowling is, is the best prospect we have in Kilkenny for a first senior All-Ireland title. So, no pressure, Noel. You're still a young lady. I'm sure that would be your ambition too. Yeah, I just the main goal I think for everyone to win a senior single so hopefully it might come my way soon and do you think the ladies are getting a fair crack of the whip now in terms of handball there's much more recognition and rightly so yeah this year now the format was changed to have the ladies as the main event at the end so that was great for the women because this year was 2020 women in sport absolutely I'm conscious of that and, and you certainly have flown the flag greatly and I mean to actually be the first Kilkenny woman to win an All-Ireland title has that sunk in yet Noel? Uh, no, I actually wasn't aware of it before going in. I only realised after when the people were saying to me in the crowd that I was the first Kilkenny girl to win that. So yeah, it's a great achievement to have, but just for myself and for my club personally, I think it's a bigger achievement. Well, it is absolutely incredible. I'm delighted you, you took Gurel to take time to talk to us this evening. Noel, congratulations from us all here, and we're going to be watching your uh, handball career with a lot of interest. We have already been mentioning numerous times, Kieran does it here every Monday night, but we'll be watching it even with even greater interest now. Lovely talking to you, Noel, and again congratulations from us all. Thanks very much for having me, Nikki. Thanks very much. Noel Dowling there and before that, Billy Drennan speaking to Nikki back in October. Barry Enriquez, Happy New Year to you. Happy return to you. Uh, gla- yeah. yeah, glad to have you on the program. Uh, well, we have, <laughs> we have 10 minutes left on the program, so we're not even going to get a third of what happened in 2020 in sport, but we'll do our best. Um, yeah. Barry, firstly, from a, a local point of view in the local championships, uh, the running of those competitions, what did you make of that? I like this great credit due to the county board to do what they did. I mean, they were, their backs were to the wall, and, and you know, there was an awful lot of speculation. Will it, won't it? Will COVID kick in? Will COVID take the uh, take the championship off the off the program for the year but to be very honest I mean the country was on its knees really at the very start of this COVID thing it's still on its knees but at that stage it was new to, uh, people didn't know what to do and they were getting they were afraid and they were getting press releases about this COVID thing and the GA in all honesty you know, uh, you know came in and they ran off their uh, competitions very well and uh with very good results, and at the end of the day, really, when you when you look back on it, I look back at it there on the, on the yearbook uh, there last week. I was just looking at things, and the thing that struck me about it was the quality of the hurling in, in the Kilkenny Championship was quite was quite uh, quite brilliant. Yeah, most of the matches were quite brilliant. I mean, we had quite our county senior final was of a poor quality in mm-hmm. the sense that the. Uh, that the Shamrocks ran away with it in in one sense, you know. I thought the Borough could have done an awful lot better than they did. They looked like a team that were nervous, they were in awe of the Shamrocks men, and I think they paid the price for that kind of thing, although Mark Downing had done a great job with the, with the Borough men. But uh, when you look at the semi-finals, there were two very, very good semi-finals, and uh, one thought that the uh, could were, were kind of the post-final favourites to make the final at least, and they didn't. Um, but like, uh, what the unluckiest team I thought were the Jim Stevens team. Uh, there were an awful lot of ifs and buts about that semi-final against the Shamrocks. People would say, if this happened, if that happened, should the usual thing, if you know what happened, she'd be me aunt. 
and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it didn't happen, and the Shamrocks through the form came through and won a very, 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 very good uh, county uh, semi-final. Actually, talking about good match, good cup matches, I thought that match was the best cup match I've seen all the year in Kilkenny. But then I saw the the uh, was it the Tipperary County final, and I thought that was an excellent mm. match too. It just goes to underline what people are thinking. Hurling is a game made for top of the ground hurling, sun shining, the flies, as Kieran Purcell used to say, the flies landing on the lad's back and making him run, and uh, that's. You know that underlined that particular idea about hurling. I thought our club hurling was very good. The intercounty stuff was good too. There's some very good matches. At the end of the day, I suppose the best team in the country. Well, I think that best team in the country wins the All Ireland final. You can say how all you like, and you can speculate all you like, but all you like. But the best team in the country, in my opinion, wins the All Ireland final. I thought Waterford could have done better, but Limerick, an awesome team. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the All-Ireland Club title and I thought the GEA deserved a big 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 round of applause for being able to get the championships done having said all that the dreaded weather issue uh, reared its head and uh, like again going back to what I said about top of the ground hurling hurling is a great great game played in good conditions top of the ground sun shining but that was it I thought it was very very good yeah great year's championship Nicky one of the stories that stood out to me was Liz Downey well, yeah, but I was just going to say about the intermediate and the and the junior, and I suppose obviously I'm biased on the junior, but Liz Downey, we had Liz Downey marked for a long way back, so the fact that they won the county final was no shock to us mm. here in Community Radio, but to win the final in the circumstances, I- in many ways it was unfortunate from Thomastown's point of view, and in different, you know, a different year it, it would have gone to a replay, but Liz Downey looked out on their feet coming towards the end of the game, it did look like uh, Thomastown had they got a goal and they had the initiatives with them, the way they dug it out at the end and came back extra time and then went to penalties I mean it was just it was an incredible way to win the final and I mean the junior final went to extra time also now, not the greatest game in the world look you, every, when you win a county final it is the greatest okay. game yeah. look at the end of the day I said it at the time the thing about the junior final was that probably the borough were meeting a hard working team that Conaghy were they had got they were battle hardened from earlier in the year and hard work won it for them in the end and the borough probably had come earlier through their matches very impressively but it was there were two very good finals and two very good championships and I concur with Barry well done to the county board and the way they ran them it's now looking like look we don't know things are at the moment Miners are under the under twenties are gone. Obviously, miners probably won't play inter county until March. Miner under twenty one will be starting up fairly soon, and of course the seniors are already in training. I see the cars below at the in in Nolan Park. So we're going to have action soon enough. I imagine under the same conditions as we've as we've had it over the last uh, number of months, and I think that'll be no harm as well because I think the country will be looking to to the inter county scene to give it a little bit of uh, a bit of attention. Barry, a word Nick, on uh, Nicky. Nicky, do you think with the miners? Restart? Will it finish? Ah, it will. I think they'll finish it, Barry. Now that it has got to this stage, I mean, there's only uh, there's only uh, three games left to play in it: Kilkenny and Offaly, and Galway and Limerick. They'll play it off, but it'll probably be March. They'll give them. They'll probably, if if this uh, lockdown is for six weeks, let's yeah. say six weeks, they can get back and train in mid February, and they'll probably play them in. Uh, they'll play them over over two weekends in uh, and uh, over in March. And I, I'd say that they'll want to finish it off. To be honest, with Barry. 
surely, surely, Liam, I'm sorry to be interrupting you, Liam, you're the man that should be Friend. asking the questions, but it doesn't matter. I'd, I'd be delighted to hear your opinions on surely the best decision that was ever made was the division of the of the hurling champ of the of the year, the hurling year, the GAA year, with the intercounty going all the way to July and then the rest coming in under uh, the uh, club banner. It was probably I going to happen. I uh, uh, the jury is out in my head a little bit on it, Barry. I, I can see right. I can see lots of good reasons uh, for it, but at the end of the day, if you're going to have the intercounty scene gone by July, my big worry is that the the amount of media attention and how about this radio station here, the amount of general media attention uh, for the second half of the year is going to be, is going to be very much against the GA because you're going to have the soccer, the Premiership, the European rugby championships you're going to have the Olympics next year a lot more I think that the GA bar Mondays will probably disappear from the media so from that point of view I think we need to be careful of it but in, in this current circumstances I can understand why it's happening so I don't have a criticism but I think I, I, I'd, I'd watch it over the next year or two and see how it'd work out Mm. Yeah, and certainly Barry, summer hurling improved the quality of club hurling, I thought, and you know I had a tremendous amount of sympathy for the inter-county lads going out in those conditions because I mean, you can have all the skill settings in the world but, you know, going out in the middle of December to hurl is not easy. Um, A word, Barry on um, the the, um, Kilkenny inter-county season I mean, we were all smiling like Cheshire Cats after the Leinster final, but um, unfortunately since then, uh, our mood has dipped a bit Yes, it has. Uh, I thought we, I, I expected us to do uh, a little bit better. Uh, at the end of the day, I think that the Watford match, I was very disappointed in our performance because it was very much a below-par performance, certainly below par, below what the general consensus of opinion was in Kilkenny. I thought it showed up a few glaring uh, problems with the Kilkenny team defensively not that impressive midfield again ditto and the forwards I thought um, you know overall I thought it was a poor performance in the All-Ireland semi-final and uh, you know that there has to be some kind of uh, some kind of uh, solution to an awful lot of problems around the field but disappointed really with the Kilkenny team I thought it should have done better in the semi-final and they didn't yeah uh, we're going to p- replay a short snippet from that penalty shootout in the intermediate final before we go but just a word from both of you Nicky firstly uh, a prediction for 2021 in the hurling calendar um, in the inter-county scene Limerick are still the team to beat there's no question about it I think the uh, despite the Shamrocks winning this year and, and winning so impressively I always think that there's a possibility for uh, for some teams to come there's five or six teams that Kenny can in any given year do it um, but while Shamrocks will go in again as the favourites I think there's a reasonable chance somebody else from the pack could come and challenge them. Barry, what's going to happen this year? I think Dublin and Limerick senior hurling, senior football. I think James Stevens, uh, James Stevens, a really, really I like that, good Barry. Chance. I like that. A really good chance. I think I was very, very impressed with them in their semi final against the Shamrocks. Could have got, they could go one step further this year? Hopefully, Barry. Or next year, <laughs> Barry. Pleasure to talk to you. Happy New Year. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk to you again soon. Listen, do you want to hear the greatest put down of all time? Go on. The death of Tommy Doherty. I oh, remember him course. saying this. I remember him saying this. He was he was a ah, sure he was a colourful character, but Leighton James who played with Manchester United. Uh, he, he he said to him one time, he said, You're very deceptive, son. You're even re, you're even slower than you look. 
thought of all the put downs, that was one of the best yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> what better note to leave it, Barry? Ha- Happy New Year to all our listeners. And he, lads, you're doing a great job in my absence. Well, good <laughs> luck, Barry. And actually, Tommy, to Docker- Tommy Dockery did say one time as well that he had more clubs than Jack Nicklaus. He was with so many clubs. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Barry, thank you. Nikki, thank you very much indeed as well. Happy New Year to all our listeners. We're going to leave you on this note until tomorrow at noon with City Sport. Bye-bye. Take care. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.